With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. To all my people in the struggle, you think God's forgotten about you. Here's some pain medicine. Let's go! your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo, come on! chapters of my book, Be Made Whole. So let's begin. We have 15 minutes and I want to make this special. I just felt led of the Holy Spirit to um, read from both of my books to get it out in the airways because I believe that whoever listens to these short broadcasts that the Lord will speak to you. Either you're going to relate to some things I have gone through, or you may know someone. But anyway, to get into the story, we're starting off on the um, chapter repair. Give us this day our daily bread, Matthew six eleven. It was at this time in Virginia that I experienced the first of what would be many God moments. It came through my Christian friend and neighbor, Nancy. Now, both of I, both her and I attended a nearby university, and on this particular day, it was my turn to drive. I had just merged into the interstate when my car stalled. I panicked and barely managed to pull out of traffic onto the shoulder. What's wrong now? I said, exasperated. This couldn't be happening at a worse time. I had classes I needed to attend, and I have to go to work later. I kept moaning to my friend. I got out of the car, opened the hood, and looked under it to see if there was something wrong with it. I couldn't see anything outwardly wrong with the engine, so I slammed the hood back down, got back in, and tried starting it again. Nothing. It's not out of gas, I told Nancy. It just won't turn over. She looked at me and said, Kathy, let's pray and ask God to help us. I just looked at her incredulously. Surely she wasn't serious. What are you saying, that God is a mechanic? 
unbelievable, I thought. She just smiled and said, he can do anything, just believe. Then she challenged me. She said, why don't you pray and ask God for what you want him to do, and I will agree with you in prayer. I remember thinking, this girl must be off her rocker. That was the stupidest thing I had ever heard of. What the heck? I thought, what do I have to lose? My prayer went something like this. Okay, God, could you please fix my car? Please let me have it for today so I can get to class and to work. Amen. Okay, now try it, Nancy instructed. Just to make her happy, I'll do what she says, and then she will see again that this is the most stupidest thing, believing God can fix my car. Vroom! To my amazement, it turned over. It's running, I blurted out. I looked at Nancy as she gave me this. I told you so. Look, still stunned, I drove into traffic. A few minutes later, she asked me something that seemed strange to me at the time. She just bluntly said, Kathy, are you saved? I asked her what she meant by saved. I told her that I went to church and I knew about Jesus. She answered, being saved means I had accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I think so, I told her. And then I told her that I now go to church on Easter and Christmas and maybe one or two other times, but that was about it. I told her how I had gone to church often as a child. She told me something I never heard before and that she said that you can have a personal relationship with Jesus, not just know about him. I have to be honest, I was just glad my car was fixed. I really didn't want to understand, nor was I interested in hearing much more about Jesus. When we got to school, I was apprehensive about turning the car off. She reminded me what I asked of God. He's going to do it, so don't worry, she said. I couldn't help thinking about this miracle with my car. How did it happen? Did Jesus really step in and help me? I remember the calmness of Nancy's voice as she knew beyond a shallow doubt that he would do what I asked for. The next morning, I went out to my car, tried starting it, and nothing. It wouldn't start. Then I remembered. I had only asked God for the use of the car for the previous day. Huh. He had granted my prayer. Rejected. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Proverbs thirteen twelve. As the years went on, my marriage continued to spiral downward. We had even tried going to a marriage counselor. I wanted to continue the counseling sessions, but my husband felt that it was a waste of time and money. I then buried myself into completing my degree from college. It had begun to be very difficult to keep up with my college coursework because of the pressures at home. What with the constant harassment from my husband's ex-wife and raising two children, one being my stepson who was becoming increasingly angry, it was about all that I could take. It was taking a toll on me, and I couldn't concentrate on my studies. One day, while in art history class, the instructor was teaching on the Impressionist and Cubanist periods. While I dearly loved this class, my mind wandered to that morning's argument. 
Just thinking about the fight, I was overcome with grief and sadness. I started to cry in my seat. I can't do this anymore. I thought, I gathered my books and I ran out of class to my car. I drove home in tears. That was it. I knew that I had to correct what was wrong with my marriage, but I didn't know how to do it. I resigned myself to trying to make everyone happy, even if I wasn't. I thought having a baby of our own would be the answer to our marital troubles. The following year, Robert was born. I thought this would fix our marriage, but it didn't. Now I had three children to raise. But later that year, my priorities changed. I decided to get myself together. No one else seemed to care about me, so I became my number one focus. Why not be selfish, I thought. After all, this was the 80s, and it was time to take care of number one. I decided first that I would take control of my life and lose weight. I determined that a weight loss program would be good for me, so I went to Weight Watchers. I learned quickly how to eat properly. I also started lifting weights and taking aerobic classes. No one is ever going to put me in a box or hurt me again, I thought to myself. I don't need anyone. I am myself. I found success quickly. My weight loss was incredible. I lost over 80 pounds. It was also during this time that I was nominated as the Weight Watchers representative for the tri-state area, Virginia, Maryland, and Delaware. The world seemed much brighter now. With this title, I was privileged to have an expense account, find clothing, a limousine in many places. I appeared at shopping malls, meeting places, and finally, the coastal contest. I was treated incredibly well everywhere I appeared. I had people greet me in the airport with play cards, uh, welcome me to the area. My hotel room would also have bouquets of flowers and some type of fruit arrangements. Wherever I went to speak, I would encourage others that they too could lose weight just as I had. This year was 1986. I had made myself over and I was very confident in my ability to do whatever I set my mind to do. It was then I started down a dark and dangerous path. I started getting addicted to the attention men were giving me and started to talk to them rather than my husband. I was in a parched land, and the appreciation and compliments were like water. I was desperate for that type of attention. The only thing to do now was to get out of my marriage. Because I wanted out, and I felt as if he did too, our arguments escalated, and now each argument provoked violence. One day I had finally had enough. I left taking the kids with me and determined not to go back. Now I can have peace, I thought. What I did know was the effect that our breakup would have on our children. The youngest son, Robbie, began to withdraw to himself and teach his word because he was becoming almost non-talkative. I remember one time after visiting his dad, he just exploded with anger. He began to go around the room and lash out at various things, pushing them off the table, hitting his hands on the bureau. This frightened me, and I remember just holding him and telling him it would be all right. My son, Darrell, who was in his early teens, didn't seem at all to be bothered by a breakup. But later I learned that this breakup affected him more than I could ever imagine. He began to get involved with the wrong crowd and started to skip school, and he too became more aggressive in his outbursts toward me. Now with my children acting out, I found myself praying for answers like I never had before. What else could I do? God, do you hear me? 
I really need you, I cried out. My sister Tina and my parents had recently become born-again Christians. They had invited me to come to various church activities, and I reluctantly started going to Sunday services. I must admit that I liked listening to the pastor. He was a man of God, and I wanted to hear him again. One night I woke up feeling like I couldn't move. It lasted for about 40 seconds. What is this? What is going on? I feel paralyzed. Feels like something or someone's holding me down. I shook off this experience as if I hadn't awakened properly. Bill and I had been separated for almost a year when I met Ted. And Ted worked on Capitol Hill for a congressman. And on this particular day, Ted came to see me. I knew he was coming, but for some reason, I couldn't get out of bed. Daryl had told him I was still in bed. Ted walked into my bedroom. I was lying there thinking how I had messed up my marriage. With a divorce on the way, I was now hurting my children as well. You're not a good mother or wife. Now you have to work to feed, clothe, and provide for your children. How can you do it? That's when I thought of suicide. I truly believe it would be better for my children to be without me. I wanted to die. What's wrong with you? You look awful, Ted said as he approached me. He didn't know what I was thinking. I couldn't respond, but I could find him with my eyes. I followed him as he went to the other side of the room. I watched and followed my children when they came in. I saw their mouths move, but I couldn't hear them. My eyes were the only body parts that moved. Depression had come back with a vengeance. Ted appeared frightened. He told me to get dressed. He was taking me to the hospital. Upon arriving at the hospital, I immediately was taken to the emergency room. They hooked me up to all kinds of machines. Ted was over in the corner talking with the doctor. I couldn't hear what he said, but the doctor came back and said, Valium, you need to take Valium. Valium, my sister said incredibly. No, you're not going to take Valium and then become addicted to it. She started to pray for me. I knew she was right. I needed God. That night I asked him to deliver me from depression. The next day I felt strangely different. I knew that somehow God had heard my prayer and he had healed me of depression. I proceeded to get better each day. I didn't have to take the Valium, but little did I know something much more important was about to happen. Father, I just thank you for the people that are listening. And until we meet tomorrow, be with them, guide them, instruct them. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow or here. talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You think God's forgotten about you? Here's some pain medicine. Let's go. In your car, you at the house, on your job, be encouraged, boo. Come on.
mighty long way. That's why we love you. Come on. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.